minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Today, as uh, as advertised, this was a, a switch move, and uh, I said that I was going to end the series, but I decided uh, I had a conversation with my, with my family, and it was decided that we needed to get the female perspective on this. So, with that being said, I have my oldest daughter, Zarea, here with me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, a little give a give the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, <clears throat> well, my name is Zaria. I'm 28, and I am black and Hispanic, um, and a female. And um, my sexual orientation identify as bisexual. So I have experienced racism and prejudicism pretty much my entire life so i know a thing or two about the topic okay so then that being said we'll go ahead and just get into the first my first question so when you hear when you hear the word racism what is the first thing that comes to mind disliking a person because of the color of their skin okay do you have more on that um well Maybe not even just disliking a person, but judging the person um, because of the color of their skin or um, where they're, you know, the country they're from or whether or not they have an accent or the language they speak. Yeah, just just forming an opinion about a person, you know, no, only knowing about their color of their skin or their ethnic background. Okay, so what I've found as I'm doing this is there's been a lot of reoccurring, although I told you no episode has been the same, there's been a lot of themes that have been popping up, and what what you were just said there was a theme that's come up a couple times, and basically the concept that if nobody, uh, if you don't know somebody and you don't ask that you feel in your own opinions or thoughts, which lead to stereotyping. So that's interesting that 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 has come up. Um, do you think that there is a clear divide or distinction amongst the different races in our society? Do I think there's a clear divide or distinction amongst different races? Um, if I'm understanding the question correctly, um, yes, I think that there's more division and more, um, racial judgment toward, um, races that are not white. Um, I mean, for example, if you see, uh, white person walking down the street at night by themselves you know you don't right away think that they're a suspect gonna go rob a place but people who see a black person or a mexican person walking down the street by themselves in the middle of the night usually i I guess i shouldn't say usually because that's not fair to say that everybody thinks that but it's more common to think that of a person who is a black or mexican um descent and of darker skin than somebody who is white or even Asian. I feel like Asian people are kind of white people in a sense. <laughs> they, they get to have the white privilege too. <laughs> okay, that's that's the first time that was spoken on this uh, podcast, but that's not the first time I've heard that. In fact, I've in the past heard that 
it's been said that Asians are the white minority. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree with that. I'm just saying I'd heard that. So you mentioned something, and and maybe this will. I mean, we we won't completely abandon what you said about that. But I want to ask you, what do you think of when you think of the word white, the phrase white privilege? Um, <clears throat> when I think of the phrase white privilege, I think of it as having the ability to and the privilege of being able to do things in our society that don't come as easily to minorities, such as you know, walking down the street, going to the gas station with the hood over your head. You don't typically got to worry about getting stopped by the cops or shot and killed because you look suspect when you're white. But that's something that black people have to be cautious of. When I was in college, um, and I was in, I was a first generation college student, and I was in a program called Community or no, what is it, Center for Human Enrichment. And it was a program for first-generation college students. And about 90% of the the people in that program are black or Mexican. There wasn't very many white people in that program. And so when I was in um, my college classes that were what they called a cohort, so that group of, of students in that program with me we kind of all, you know, went to the same classes. We were all in the same classes together, and we kind of stuck by each other for the first semester of our freshman year. And then the next semester, we were, in a sense, released into the rest of the campus, the rest of the community, and started taking classes with everyone else. And when I went from taking the classes with my cohort to taking the general classes with everyone else, I went from being... Um, you know, one of 10 to 20 dark faces in the classroom to being one of maybe five. Um, You know, everyone, majority of the people around me were white. And overhearing, you know, conversations from other students who were white, you know, talking about how their parents paid for their tuition, how their parents paid for their boarding and, you know, their dorm rooms or their apartment off campus, how their dad pays their rent and, you know, just things like that. And I was just thinking about how myself and the people who were in the the program with me were very fortunate to be able to be there, that we got financial aid and scholarships for being the first people in our family to attend college because it's it's different for people of minority groups. Um, And nobody was paying my tuition and my, my boarding. And, you know, I was, I was working hard to, to have my scholarships and grants and, um, I'm in a lot of debt now because of all the financial <laughs> aid. <laughs> I understand so, that. you know, that's what I think of when I hear white privilege. <clears throat> so I'm going to say this to the to those who know me who are listening. I know you might be tripping out when you hear her say she's a first generation because you know that I went to school. So I don't I don't ever say that my stepchildren are my stepchildren. I call them my children. So she is, in fact, my stepdaughter. That is why she would be the first generation to anybody who's like, oh, my God, Anthony said he has a degree, but he doesn't. That's what that is. But you will never hear me refer to them as my stepchildren. So anyway, um, so at and now back to what you were saying about white privilege. I agree with you in that because one of the things that I said in, you know, in past episodes were when I would have this conversation with with white people about white privilege they would instantly get mad and say something like, well, I don't have any more money than you do. And, you know, they would take it there like, well, I'm not rich. And I'm like, well, this, this ain't got nothing to do with rich. It's something to do with, like you said, if the white man is walking by himself at night, he's less likely to get hounded by the police or he's less likely to have people say, oh, well, let's lock our doors Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what is he doing? And if if the minority is walking down the street, because most likely if the cops come mess with them, it's probably because somebody called the cops because they saw this dark person walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what 
that's what I mean by white privilege. And that's one of the things that I, one of the reasons I keep talking about it on each episode is because I really want to push the point of that. This is something that's real and it does exist. Mm-hmm. And I think that these conversations need to be had because there's a lot of things that people kind of brush over, say it don't exist, whatnot. So that's just, anyway, that's what I was thinking. Um, any more on that? Do you, is there, I mean, any other thoughts on that? No. So then let me ask you this. What are your experiences with racism? Um, <clears throat> well, majority of my experience has been because I'm biracial. So when I was a kid, I grew up in a town in Nevada that black people didn't really live there. <laughs> there wasn't very many black people. Even even when I saw a black person, I was like, oh, there's a black person. <laughs> so, you know, there wasn't there wasn't too many. And when I was the school I went to was um, predominantly Mexican or Hispanic um, or white. So I guess both of those um, races or ethnicities. But I was never acknowledged that I'm Hispanic. When in that school, I was black. So I would get teased. You know, I would get called names by the white people calling me the N-word or, um, you know, just talking bad about me and my sister because we're black. My And then the, you know, Mexican or Hispanic people still you know calling us negrita and just even you know just just not acknowledging the fact that we're hispanic my mom who gave birth to us is hispanic so it made me because i was a kid and what kid doesn't want to be accepted i started to feel like being black was bad i started to not want to identify myself as such and i didn't i would say that i'm black and hispanic but I didn't I wasn't as proud of my black heritage as I as I was of my Hispanic. And then fast forwarding into college, then I became friends with a group of girls who are black and then to them I wasn't black. I was Hispanic. And they wouldn't they didn't like to acknowledge the fact that I'm half black. And and yes, they're my friends, so I'm not saying that they were just like mean to me and calling me names or whatever, but they would joke around more than I would like. They right. would just call me light bright and light skinned or half breed or you know, and I was like, Don't call me half breed, I'm not a freaking dog. Like <laughs> you know. Right. So I would get upset and I would I just feel like I just feel like with being biracial, I'm not accepted anywhere. I'm not accepted by the black community as the fact that I'm black. I'm not expe- uh, accepted by the Hispanic community that I'm Hispanic. To each to to each community, I'm the opposite of ethnicity. And I just have always kind of felt like I don't know where I fit in. And then to everyone else in society, I'm just... I don't know. Some people see me as black. Some people see me as Hispanic. And either way, it's a problem. Right. <laughs> I, you know, one one experience I can think of, and I'm sure it's happened more than once and, and times where I don't even really notice because I'm so oblivious. But one time that I can think of that it was very clear and obvious that I was being um, racially profiled or judged was I went to Ulta Beauty and... I felt like pretty woman like they wouldn't they wouldn't help me like they the the workers the salespeople they would walk by the aisle I was in looking around and not even acknowledge that I was there and then they would walk it you know to somebody in the next aisle over after passing me and how can I help you are you finding everything okay and you know when I first walked in typically walk into a a department store of some kind and you get freaking swarmed by people asking you how you are and if you need help and they just all looked up at me and then carried on about their business and I didn't get one person who spoke to me until I went to check out and even then she was very pleasant and had her sales voice on with the person in front of me. But then when I came up, she just, her body language changed, her tone of voice changed. I just could feel that I wasn't accepted there. And so I just never went back. I haven't shopped there since. <laughs> so yeah, I guess those are the two things <clears throat> I could think of. That's, so 
One, the last interview, which by the time this aired, they will have heard that. He was, um, his name is Cliff. He's biracial. He's black and white. And apparently he said that his, his grandfather, um, my, uh, they believe his, his grandfather is a Hispanic and then, cause his dad never knew his, his father. And that was one of the things he said, which is why I wanted to have the mixed racial thing on it. So people can get an understanding of how races minorities are. Although there's a lot of, I'm sure you've heard this black folks saying, well, black people can't be, yes. can't be racist or Mexicans <laughs> saying the same thing, but then you're, you're treated by your own people are treating you according, mm-hmm. you know, which is ridiculous for me. But I see, I'd have similar struggles, not from being biracial, but because I was always the oddball out. So I got it from the Hispanics when I was a kid because I was the only black kid. Mm-hmm. I got it from the white kids when we moved up here because I was one of a few black people. So I, you know, and then black folks are so petty with each other that because I live in Westminster, uh, uh, you whitewash, you know, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, so I, I understand that it, it's terrible when you're biracial and you're dealing with it. It's terrible when you ain't biracial mm-hmm. and you're like, well, <laughs> what, what, what do you want me to do about that? And <coughs> so that I, I thought about the the pretty woman. You should you should go in there when you got a lot of money and say big mistake. Right. Huge. <laughs> and so another thing to go off of that is um, the way that I was dressed when I went in there that day, I wasn't looking my best. I didn't have on makeup. My hair wasn't done. I was wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. And so I believe that if I went in there again and I was more done up and looked like I had money, I feel like my experience would be different. You know, that's funny you say that. And and another thing I want to touch on that, that again is the very definition of the, 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 uh, the aspect of white privilege, Mm -hmm. because I'm assuming and these were all the employees there were white mm-hmm. and you were a, a, a something they knew you were something they knew you wasn't white right. whether they knew you were black or hispanic they was like this whatever that is is in here looking rough or whatever they ain't got no money <laughs> you know so i hate to say this but it could have been that they were thought they were like well, here comes this minority in here looking rough, probably going to steal some. Wonder if she's on crack. You know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's kind of what they, the, the people from that mindset, not all white people, but yeah. the people from that mindset, yeah. they see that and they're like, oh, here's trouble. And yeah. so they're, they're, they're not acknowledging you. But if you come in there and you fit the, the bill, then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, well, we like black people with money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed yeah. to we don't like black people who appear to not have money. Right. I feel like that when I go into Walmart. And not because and I'm being goofy now, but me and your mom were talking about this the other day. We went to Walmart the other day and they were having a meeting at the front of the store and mm. all of the people were there. Oh, I remember you guys talking about <laughs> yeah. that. You're like, what the heck? Where are all like, these right. workers coming from? <laughs> like, you know, you don't never see people from Walmart unless they had the, the freaking the two dudes to sit at the front or the cashiers. Other than that, I could be sitting there looking for something and never find anybody. Yeah. It's like the police when I need them, and I can't find them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but I've experienced what you're saying, all joking aside, being in stores, whether it be, I, I mean, department stores or whatnot where we've walked into places or restaurants is where this has happened a lot and they've gone up to people and i've been with your mom and we're sitting there and i'm like you see they going over there talking to white folks mm-hmm. you see they do you see they went over to white folks we've been standing here i said baby you know they got one more white folk to come in after us <laughs> and they not say nothing to us and they might have to hear how i feel about them not talk, coming to us yeah and that's, I mean, it's 2019. That's terrible that we're still dealing with that. Yeah, I've dealt with that too. I've, I feel like I've dealt with that, but with me being in a same-sex relationship, I, it's hard for me to tell if it's because we're black or because we're gay or both. 
but I've had, I've been ignored. I've sat in oh, the sure. booth and watched the waitress go to the booth on one side of me and the booth on the other side of me and, you know, hi, how are you? How can right. I get you more water? <laughs> and not come to me at all until they bring me the check. <laughs> you know, I think in many cases it's probably both. But you know what? I believe, I believe that they will tell you it's racially before they would say before they would ever admit that it was because of your sexuality mm. we've come to the point now where someone would rather say i hate black folks than to say i hate gay folks yeah <laughs> so, so you i don't think they would ever say that they'll be like uh yes because you're black <laughs> yeah especially in colorado that claims to be liberal <clears throat> and then i feel like when it comes to um, whether you know I'm judged because I'm black or Hispanic or if it's because of my sexuality, <clears throat> I feel like I'm fortunate enough where I've never had to deal with it that bad. Where I know, like, I don't know where I notice it every time. Like, I feel like there's times where I'm oblivious to when it's going on because it's not, I don't know, like, I just feel like it's not something that. I'm used to happening everywhere I go. So then when it happens, I don't even know what's happening sometimes. (laughs) And there was one time where uh, me and Jasmine were at um, Michael Kors in the, what the heck is that mall? Colorado Mills Mall. And we walked into Michael Kors and I was, you know, we were looking at some some purses and the sales girl walked up to me and was like, oh my gosh, I love your boots. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> they're hand-me-down from <laughs> from some girl who ordered them off just fab for 20 bucks. I don't, I mean, they're they're okay. But <laughs> so I, I was just like, oh, whatever. Maybe she really liked them. And then Jasmine was like, you know, she didn't like your boots. She was coming over here to make sure that we know she's here so that we don't try to steal nothing. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're probably right. But I just thought about how that goes to show how she is, you know, she's mi- mixed too. Like, you know, she's got a lot of stuff in her ancestry background, but majority of her is black. Right. So I and she looks black and I don't. So, I mean, I do, but to some people I don't. But I just feel like I, she knew that right away. I was just like, this girl's weird and she likes my boobs. Jasmine was like, this girl don't like her boobs. <laughs> she she just wanted to come over here and, and get a, you know, get a good glimpse of us before, <laughs> before we right. walked away. I, so I was oblivious. <laughs> I understand why Jasmine would go there because, again, I've experienced that. Hey, man. I like your Superman shirt, whatever. Like you know, so you either get you either go to the place where they won't talk to you, yeah, or you go to the place where they're out of their way to be like, "Hey, I see you. Yeah, I know you're here. <laughs> whatever you're going to do, and you know, and I I hate to say it like this, but I've had people almost with that, please don't rob us or hurt us, I mean, like kind of they're talking <laughs> like it's like I <laughs> okay, I'm not I I just I'm I'm trying to shop. Wow, and I've, you know, I mean, I have not. Let me let me preface that I've never heard someone outright say, "Please don't rob us." <laughs> let me say that because people are gonna be like, "Oh my god!" But I've had people. I mean, you have to, if you are a minority, and you hear this, or for that matter, if you've been discriminated against. You get a feel for when people are talking to you a certain way. Mm-hmm. You get a feel when people have that fear of, oh, my God, please don't hurt us. <laughs> we love black people. <laughs> and, I have black friends. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> that's, that's the worst. That's the worst. So that you saying that that's to me when when I when you ask someone if they're racist, they go, no, I'm not racist. I have a black friend or I have three black friends. <laughs> That's one of the most racist things I could ever hear. I know. Like I'm, I'm not. I don't know how many white friends I have, y'all. I haven't counted. <laughs> I, I just know I have white friends. I have Hispanic friends. Yeah. I, you know, to to know how many you have means you thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> that means you're going out of your way to to keep a few under your belt just so you could say you have black friends. Right. <laughs> oh man. So if you get mad when you hear this and you hear that part. Think about that, because it might that might mean you're you're focusing too much. That's just as bad. The other thing that I that has come up, the the term colorblind, when people say I don't see color, I'm colorblind. What do you think when you hear that? 
that black isn't a color? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's it's interesting that you said that because the the folks, Ryan being one of them, so it was black, white, and uh, I don't remember if I asked Anthony and Tony. I, I mean, I just listened to it, but basically the consensus around that was if if you say I am colorblind, you're almost like not acknowledging somebody else's heritage. Okay, yeah. You know, that. you know, because, and I said this, you know good and well whatever race says that. So if I say I'm colorblind, you know good and well I acknowledge there's black folks. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I get from that is I'm saying I don't see color outside of yeah. my race. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, y'all all black to me or you know just being dumb but which mm-hmm. steals other people's heritage yeah i just wanted to see what you said on that that's not one of my questions but it kind of went with where we were going um where do you see yourself when talking uh, i don't want to ask that one well i guess let me see let me see what you said where do you see yourself when talking about racism like where do you feel you are um, like how comfortable I am or like where do I fall in the racism spectrum? Both. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, my opinion is that everybody, because we're imperfect and none of us, you know, are are blind, I guess, to, to color and, you know, all of that. I feel like everybody has, everybody has racist moments. And I feel like we're we're taught that from you know from being babies. Like we're I don't know. Like I feel like it's it's a learned thing to be racist in some type of way. Whether whether it's extreme and you know you're waving a <laughs> a Confederate flag and screaming white power, <laughs> or if you're or if you just if it's very subtle. But I feel like everybody has racist tendencies, myself included, and it sucks because whenever I notice myself having racist tendencies, I feel like crap. Like I feel like I know what it's like to be judged by my race or my background, so why am I doing this? But it's something that is like, I don't know, like it's almost inevitable. Like I feel like we're just taught that. Like, you know, I'm not, I know that not everybody from Afghanistan or somewhere in the Middle East are terrorists, but because (laughs) that's what our society has like drilled into us is to you know be fearful of people who wear you know hijabs or turbans on their heads we i kind of get that feeling like when i'm around somebody like that or or like if i'm in the airport or something you know like i know that it's not fair to be like oh my gosh there's a guy with a turban on his head i gotta be scared (laughs) but at the same time i have this like small fear like oh my gosh what if you know and it just sucks because i know i'm not proud of that i don't want to be that way but i feel like sometimes it's just hard not to i know that even though i am half black and i am a part of the black community and my, I have a black father, two black fathers who, you know, my my biological dad, I believe, was murdered because he was black. Right. Like, if he hadn't been black, he, the cops wouldn't have killed him. But because I know that, it makes me feel bad when I fall into the stereotype of, um, you know, if I'm if I'm working at a restaurant or something where the you know I'm the cashier and a black guy walks in with his hands in his pocket I'm more um I'm more likely to be like a little cautious than I am if it's a white guy you know and I don't like that I don't like that I I'm on one hand preaching about how that's wrong and that's not fair to judge and all this but then on the other hand when I'm in that situation I do it too 
So I just feel like there's a a spectrum on how racist you are. (laughs) There's the racism that is just like you can't deny it. Like you don't like white people or you don't like black people or, you know, whatever the case is. And you're very vocal about it. And then there's the racism where you don't really identify yourself as racist or you don't really project it out for people to see it. But it is subtly there. (laughs) Okay, so two questions come from you saying that. Um, one, do you believe that media has played into your, your when you said that if you're a waitress or a cashier and you see a black man with his hands in his pockets, you're more on guard than if it was a white. Do you think media plays into that? <clears throat> to be honest, I don't know. I don't know if it's media or if it's because of my own experience. But when I was 17, I was robbed at gunpoint. Right. And the the two men, one was black and one was Hispanic. Right. So, so right. I'm like, dang it, that, there goes that. You right. know, like, well, I mean. if, you, if they had been a white person, you know, maybe I would be scared of the white people. But, <laughs> but unfortunately, they weren't. So, Well, that pops up another comment. But then I... I one of the things that I've mentioned several times is if you don't want to be the stereotype, don't, don't be the stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then when you said that, the first thing I thought was, well, here we go. You know, and those two that robbed you would probably be mad if someone said all blacks, all blacks and Mexicans do is steal stuff. And they'd be like, why you say that? What you mean that? Mm-hmm. After they had just robbed the little Caesars that you worked at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, well, I, I'd be interested in talking to them only for the sake of hearing if something like that happened. So I could be like, Negro, you just robbed a freaking store. What do you mean you're <laughs> mad that they're calling you a thief? Like, you are, in fact, a thief. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I agree. So I feel like it sucks because... We, you know, in the black and Hispanic community, we're always, you know, preaching and striking and protesting about, you know, fair, you know, fair and equal rights and not being judged on this and that and whatever. But then we have the the people from those same communities who are doing exactly what we're what we're being accused of. So then it kind of makes it hard to not think that that's what we do, you know. <laughs> And I, I have said more than once that I understand that the mindset, I understand why someone would be on guard because that's what's portrayed. And that's why I asked you about the media part of it. Like, honestly, I don't know if it would be the media because, you know, like on Facebook, for example, I've seen, unfortunately, cause I don't usually watch these things by choice because it's kind of like brings up flashbacks, but I've seen videos of, you know, convenience stores being robbed Mm -hmm. and the perp was white so i feel feel like it's like you know but i i feel like it it's a certain kind of white quote unquote you know like you don't see you know upper middle class white people robbing the 7-eleven it's usually the lower class people who who in society's eyes are the equivalent to black people I like that. That is, that's great that you said that because that's the first time in this series that it's been mentioned that way. That it, to me, the way society is going, racism is almost, how do I, how do I want to word this? In the eyes of the powers that be, the 1%, the upper echelon, you know, I believe they're more classist than they are racist. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, you could have a, a white family that's in a poor neighborhood and they're like, like you said, well, you're a darkie now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my eyes, that's you're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that I, I agree with you that that's what they portray. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I guess an, another spot is like Jerry Springer. You know, <laughs> Jerry Springer portrayed all the quote unquote white trash. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, you're watching that. And it's, you you kind of feel for white people when you watch that. Yeah. You know, but then <laughs> you watch Maury 
And then, <laughs> then it's the the ignorant Negroes, you know. Yeah. So then you're like, ah, oh, so I don't know. I, 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 I hear you on that. So, I mean, all that in said, all that in mind, let me ask you this. Do you believe that just because you have a racial thought that that makes you a racist? A racist thought. Do you believe because you have a racist thought that it makes you a racist person? No. I feel like a, a racist person is somebody who is racist through and through, like lives their life that way. Like they live their life disliking people because of the color of their skin or <clears throat> judging people on a daily. But having a racist thought here and there sporadically that's just because we're imperfect and that's what we're conditioned to do. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I mean, as, as was put on a different episode, um, and I believe this and I believe this in, in Christianity, which I mean, having a thought is one thing, but the action taken. So mm-hmm. having a race, a racist thought is one thing, but, Marinating on that thought and putting what you thought into action is what then makes you become the racist person. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I said it in a different way, but I said that everybody's prejudiced Mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Everybody. And I, you know, I've talked about my biases, which is where I'm going to go next. I've talked about my biases throughout this series, you know, and come out and been like, oh, well, I think this or I still act this way or whatnot. And um, so I think it's foolish for people to say that because you had a racist thought, you know, and even even to the white person, because that's usually who gets dubbed as racist more than anybody, mm-hmm. even to the white person who if they got cut off and they thought, oh, that nigga cut me off. Now, if we heard that, we're like, oh, this fool is a racist. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get cut off by a white person, how many times have you been like freaking white people, man? Mm-hmm. You know, but then we're like, oh, it's just a racist thought. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's yeah. why I asked. And I agree. I feel like with that being said, I think it's unfair and very ignorant to say that that black people can't be racist. Like, that's... For, for people to say, because unfortunately, I know somebody close to me. I won't say their name. But I know somebody close to me who thinks that, who genuinely believes that black people cannot be racist. And I'm like, how? When you say out of your mouth verbatim, I don't like white people, that's racist. That's very much You so. are disliking a person or a group of people because of the color of their skin. That's racist. Like, Google it. That's the definition. (laughs) So just because you're black doesn't mean you can't be racist. And I am guilty of of the whole, that's, that's, you know, that's some white people stuff or dang white people or, you know, saying stuff like that. But I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm just saying that it sucks that, we can get away with saying dang white people or that's white people problems or right. whatever the case is. But if white people say dang black people, that's black, you know, yeah. talking about us now, it's just, yeah. that's just unheard of. Like you can't do that. And it sucks because I know that it, it stems from the history, you know, right. like we, we, you know, black people were slaves of white people. And so because of that whole, you know, century of that happening that's now they don't have the ability or or the quote-unquote luxury of being able to say dang black people <laughs> but I, I feel like that's not fair like we've come a long way you know just be, like now in this you know time that we're in there we're not slaves of white people we're not segregated right. Right. we're right. you know right. so so they should have just as much freedom of speech and right to say dang black people as we do to say dang white people <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you now hey had you talked to late teens early 20s anthony you know especially in my teens <laughs> because we all went through this there was we had this pro-black phase <laughs> and We'd argued all night over that. I'd be no, they this, but no, 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 because they put us through hell and mm-hmm. and all of these different things. But you're right. I mean, one of the things that was said 
Ryan said this, and he said, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and say this. He said, I'm proud to be white. And I said, you should be. <laughs> but how many times has black folks called a white dude racist or a white lady that is racist that said, I'm proud to be white? Why? Like, why, why shouldn't they be proud? To, I mean, that's what God that's made who, them. That's who they are, yeah. Right. Why can't they be proud of like, who they are? Right, you know. And I think that that's very racist as well for black people or Mexican people or whichever minority to say that a white person is racist just because they say that they're proud to be white. I feel like that as well is a very ignorant thing to say. I, I agree. Just because they're saying they're proud to be white, is there, that doesn't mean they're saying, I'm proud of what my ancestors did to your <laughs> right, ancestors. Right. That just means that they're proud of who they are. And that's how it should be. Right. I, yeah. <laughs> Preaching to the choir on that one. But I've heard, and I know people, just like you said, who would say that, that very thing that, no, oh, no, white people can't say that, that's racist. But then say, in the next, but being black is the ish, or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I love being black, but okay, that's, mm -hmm. and I know of people who have said the whole concept of, uh, you know, it's impossible for black folks or Mexican, I've heard that too to be racist because of all the things that have happened. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I get that all those things happen, and I am not excusing the fact that these things happen. And they did happen. And there's still discrimination towards minorities to this day. Mm -hmm. That's not excusing it. But it's also not using our past as a reason to be hateful. Right. And, you know, and, and then just do reverse racism and say it's all right because. I'm black, so I, it's my turn to be racist. Right. So, no, I hear you. And I hope that the people who hear this, and, I, you know, one of the things that I've done with this series is challenge both sides. So I hope the people who believe, like you said, hear this, and it challenges them mm -hmm. to think, well, well, I do believe that black folks can't be racist. And they hear the reasons what we're talking about and be like, well, dang, mm -hmm. that's kind of messed up. Man, I do do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's that's the whole hope from this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, it's it's insane that people say things like that, and then in the next breath call somebody racist. Yeah, and honestly, it's like it makes me it disappoints me because I just feel like like in our history we black and Mexican Hispanic people are are seen to be ignorant and you know uneducated and you know just mm. like like thought to be not good enough right. and i feel like when you say very ignorant things like i can't be racist because i'm black or it's okay for me to say things about white people but they can't say that about me like i feel like when you talk like that then you're just living up to all of that like you're just making yourself look that stupid, right. that ignorant, I, I, <laughs> and it makes me sad that I'm like you're. You're the reason we look bad. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have said that. I have said that. I've even said it. Going back to the whole Maury Povich thing, and you know when they when they introduce the 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 people, and mm -hmm. they, when they're doing their little spill. Mm -hmm. I don't trust that hoe. She been with four niggas. <laughs> you know, and one like, that ain't my baby. And how they talking, I was like, yeah. oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've been set back like 50 years. <laughs> Correction, 100 years. Like, it. to go with what you're saying, when people do stuff like that or say stuff like that, I hear you. It's like, they, they say that minorities are dumb, ignorant, don't know, don't have any education. And then you go say something foolish mm -hmm. like that, and then you wonder where they get this from. Right. And then why we're, you know, and then you want to be mad at them for saying it, but you just said something foolish. Right. You just gave them every reason to, to think that. <laughs> and and I, I will agree to this, and I've said this on a podcast episode before too. I do believe that in our society that, when minorities say something, they're lumped together. It's a societal thing. So if you say something, uh, black people are, oh, no, no, let me change that. Let me change that. If you go to the store and you get caught robbing the store, 
being that you're black and Hispanic, that's one of those like, I oh, see. Mm-mm. That's what they do. Yeah. And she's both of them. <laughs> yeah. You know? Whereas when white people do that, they're like, oh, that poor, misguided white person. Yeah. You know, it's not like the, the group of white people. It's the, it's the individual. It's a, yeah. Case in point, and I brought this up, and that's because I'm still mad about it. When that dude shot up the church. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. They, you know, they're like, oh, that poor... That poor kid has mental illness. Yeah. And, you know, it's oh, so sad that he did that, that we're going to go feed him. Yeah. And then take him to jail. But it had, had it been the reverse, they would be like savage black folks or savage Mexicans or savage whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, I, and I, that still exists to this day. So I don't want to act like it doesn't exist. But I also don't want it to be the excuse for us to be ignorant. Yeah. The ignorant ones, like you said. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, we're doing good on time. Bias. Do you what? What bias do you believe you have on the topic of racism, or biases in general, for that matter? Um, well, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> my first thought was that I don't have any. I think that I'm pretty neutral-minded. I feel like it's easy for me to see, like both sides of things but i don't know like at the same time i then i thought about how with all of the different um shootings you know of of innocent black men being killed and um when the black lives matter campaign came about and all of that like for me now at the now at this point i i still stand behind that and if you know, if I had to, if I had to choose between, you know, blue lives matter or black lives matter, I would be on the side of black lives. And I feel like it's because of the research that I've done myself, like of because of what I've seen for myself, not just, not just because I'm black, right. but I feel like at the beginning, when all of that first started in 2012, I think that even before, you know, it carried on to more than just Trayvon Martin and it didn't, you know, before all of the others took place and, um, and I, you know, I started to see for myself, uh, watching the videos myself and seeing what took place. Even before all of that, I was right away, black lives matter. And I didn't, it was only because that's, that's my quote unquote people. And I, you know, I didn't, it wasn't a matter of who's right and who's wrong. It was just cause that's, that's me. Right. But I feel like now i I can back it up because I, I see for myself, you know, the videos that have taken place of these people being killed for no reason, of cops mistreating and beating and killing people, and you know, it's sad but true, and I see that. So I and I know that that doesn't mean that all cops are bad. So I'm not saying that their lives don't matter, but the whole purpose of the campaign of Black Lives Matter is to to point out how um, our, you know, our community is being targeted and is being treated like we're less than, than everybody else. Because the if the same, per, if a white person did those same things that took place in all of these situations, they'd probably still be alive. But <clears throat> the, the person was black, so they're not. Right. Well, and I mean, <clears throat> again, to go back to white privilege, White fathers don't have to talk to their children and say, when you interact with cops, you need to say, right, hey, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. You need to keep your hands on the steering wheel. You need to ask for permission to go, you know, open the, you, they don't have to have that conversation because it's, it's just, a re, the reality of it is, whether it be right or wrong, when the minority is doing it, they're on guard. Right. And I believe some of that is ignorant. Some of that is just not knowing the culture that they're going against. And I mean, I I get it. Cops have stressful jobs. That's why I don't want to be a cop. Right. <laughs> I don't want to be put in that situation. So I get all of that. But if they try to learn more, like what you said, they research it, they do more. If we have more cops that are enculturating themselves in the community in which they're in, we don't have them shooting to kill Mm -hmm. now to put it on the minorities if you talk like crap to a dude with a gun 
you know, I'm, and I'm not excusing them being killed. They're authoritative figures, whether we want them to be or not. Right. That's they've been given authority. That badge is an authority that they've been given from the government. Mm. If they pull you over, your first response shouldn't be you just pull me over because I'm black. Right. Even if that's what they pulled you over for. Well, you know, I pulled you over. No, officer, I do not. Well, I pulled you over because you're speaking. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and just to have a, a treat others as you want to be treated. So have a respectful tone to them because I've in my life I've seen the difference. I've seen when I used to talk crap to cops, you know, because I'm black and this and that, and it it was a painful experience to learn because they they hurt me. So I put two and two together and figured, hey, if I don't talk crazy like that to them, they won't tell me to get out of the car. And so once I started saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am, even when I, when they were wrong, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was paying attention to my speedometer and I don't believe I was going that fast, you know, as opposed to being like, fool, I wasn't driving that dang, you know, mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, they've never made me get out of the car since I changed that tone. Right. And in fact, I've gotten out of tickets that I would have gotten because of just because of how I've been speaking. Mm-hmm. So I think that on the minority side, we need to learn how to communicate with them. On the cop side, let's not have a kill first mentality. Right. You know, so because the one thing that I'm I'm not liking about this whole thing is it's like people are like, you're either on my side or their side. Right. And that's, that's crap. There's doesn't have to be like that like because i i mean one one of the things that i said in that regard um to somebody who openly said that they dislike cops i i could say the same thing like my father was killed by cops like i could i could have grown up my entire life hating police right but i don't like do i feel like there are some bad ones yeah but that doesn't mean the whole freaking force is bad just like there are some bad guys who are black but that doesn't mean all black guys are bad you know so i feel like i could I could be like that where it's this side or that side, but I don't feel like it's necessary. I feel like there are some people who, you know, were killed and I'm not going to say that they deserved it, but they didn't do anything to keep it from happening. They could have made some better choices and then, you know, gone about things a little differently. And then there are people who, you know, in the, in, on the cops side, there, you know, are cops who, who were just being vicious and killing, you know, and didn't didn't have any regard for the person's life. And then there are cops who genuinely thought that their lives were in danger and that's their job is to protect themselves and their community. Right. And if a person seems to be a threat, they're not going to just wait and see what happens. They're going to save themselves. Well, you know? and, right. And that's another piece that people don't... They... The definition of their job is to go into the worst situations. Mm -hmm. And these people have families too. So is there an aspect of self-preservation? Of course there is. They want to go home to their family. Mm -hmm. So if that's a very natural instinct, even animal instinct. If you back an animal in a corner, they're going to snap at you. Mm-hmm. So the the thought of you're going to attack me, yes, people are going to react. Not to say that killing people is the right reaction, but if people can at least understand the psychology behind that, I believe it'll change the conversations that people are having. Instead of walking around screaming "f the police" or "f the white man," mm-hmm. it's well you are mistreating me. Here's why I feel this way. And we're having a conversation about it. Not a screw you. I hate you because it never goes anywhere. Mm -hmm. So if you have the people who took the black lives matter and turn it into it, you know, down to be racist or prejudiced. So then they're screaming all this stuff. So the people that they're trying to get to hear their part there, you need to understand where I'm coming from. Not if you're screaming crap to them. Right. And that because it's the same way on the other side. If you got a bunch of racist white folks screaming, you know, down with the black man and all of this, we're not listening to that. Mm-hmm. We've already tuned them out. So they right. just got to learn 
It's got, you got to learn how to communicate to get your point across and communicate effectively and to and for people to take the hate factor out of it. And just because, you know, you are pro-black doesn't mean you're for police brutality. Just because you're for the police doesn't mean that you're for, right. you know, them killing innocent people. You know what I right. mean? Right. No, that's like a it. very good point. <clears throat> that's a very good point. And a lot of people... And one thing social media has done really well at is it's trying to make you pick a side. Mm -hmm. Or the media in general, they make you pick a side. You can't be Black Lives Matter but care about cops. You can't be Blue Lives Matter and care about black folks. And that's not true. Although I will admit that the Blue Lives Matter and the All Lives Matters, those bug me. Because mm -hmm. like you said, we're not trying to say that all lives don't matter. But it wasn't all lives that were getting killed. Right. It was the black lives. And that's what we're trying. That's That was what was trying to be portrayed so i do take offense um i know i guess i i, I have to work on that i have taken offense to seeing those yeah because it's like downplaying the the pure mm -hmm. the reason reason behind, behind it yeah. right i agree and i've taken offense to that too and i feel like that doesn't mean like because i've seen people on my facebook that have done the hashtag blue lives matter or shared stuff and you know talked about how they're they're for the police and whatever and I right away was like, so you're okay with them just murdering us for no reason? And, you know, right away nah. took it as that. And I feel like, like you said, that's something that I need to work on because I take offense to it. Because on the one hand, I feel like the All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter is um, taking away from the whole reason behind I the Black Lives you. Matter. I agree. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that they're saying that they're okay with it. Like, they're not saying that they're okay with the cops just killing people for no reason. That they're just saying that, that I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what they're saying. Well, uh, well <laughs> we minorities have a chip on our shoulder. Yeah. We do. I'm not saying that it's unwarranted because the chip is there because of all the things we've been talking about. So to hear someone say, well, all lives matter, that chip is like, whoa, 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 whoa. This ain't about you. Hmm. Because it wasn't your people that they were doing that to. This is about us. Can we have this for us? Right. Can we have our moment, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> quit trying to take away from that. So that's kind of, that's the chip mm -hmm. that we carry for that. But I do agree that it doesn't mean that they're saying anything to me, though, <clears throat> there are some instances I don't I don't feel like we should always vocalize what we think. Yeah. There is a time to just shut up. Yeah. You know, I don't believe in a lot of things I see, but I don't speak on all of them. Right. Yeah. I'm not that person that scrolls through and feels the need to comment on every oh, post. Oh, right. I oh, my gosh. With. I'm like, geez, already. Like, I one time I had I had a person, or I have a person on my freaking friends list that was doing that, especially during when it came to politics and you know when it oh came to God. Obama and Trump. Anytime I shared something about how I love Obama, I had this person who always felt the need to write freaking paragraphs on my post, and it was getting so frustrating to me. And I even came across. Um, like a meme or whatever that said it is possible to disagree with something and just scroll past it. Right. <laughs> I even saved it. I screenshotted it and saved it because I was like, the next time she blows up on my stuff, right. I'm going to put this on there. <laughs> but uh, then then it never happened. <laughs> right. Well, no, I, 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 I turned off my notifications on Facebook. Mm. I don't get notifications because that means I'm not on it as much. And I did it because I was getting a lot of notifications. I was seeing things that would infuriate me and I would have to fight the urge to say something mm -hmm. or, or worse yet, I would see something and then I would read everybody's comments <laughs> and then I would start formulating what I was going to say or, and oftentimes had already started typing and it just hit delete. So I just kind of, I don't, but I, I, I agree. I don't think you should always comment. I don't think. Even if you're in the midst of something, there's a time to speak about something and there's a time not to. And there's a time, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. Yeah. You know, if you if I just, you know, <clears throat> the hot topic is Trump in that wall. Every time that comes up, I don't say what I think. Yeah. You know, because why? Yeah. 
I know, and I don't want to, like, I, I know my beliefs, I know how I feel about it, and I just feel like I don't want to put it on Facebook, because then I feel like anytime you post something on Facebook, you're welcoming other people's opinion, That's exactly, and I don't care, like, I know how I feel, so I don't need to publicize it so that, and give people room to give me their point of view. I completely <laughs> agree with that. That's why I, there's, the, the, the amount of things I put on Facebook have changed. And most of it is pertaining to spirituality. And people can say what they want to when it comes to my beliefs. Fine. I believe in God. You don't? Fine. Mm -hmm. You can say what you feel. I'm not going to get into a debate with you about it. But if I put something political and you, you know, it's just that, that, that desire to be like, especially if it's racial. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my God, man, now I'm going to have to say something. So I just stopped doing it. <laughs> I, I think the I don't ever post anything. Um, oh, I was saying that. So I don't ever, you know, I don't usually post anything about um, about Trump, but uh, or political in general. But the one time I did was the meme that was going around or still is going around about if you raise your hand if you voted for Trump and then it says now slap yourself or something <laughs> like that. And I had seen that several times and I was just like, oh man, that's childish. And I just, you know, would scroll past it, didn't acknowledge it. And then one night, because I never watched the news, one night I was at Jasmine's mom's and all she does is watch the news. MSNBC is that yeah. lady's channel. <laughs> and, and it was something about the wall and how um, the shutdown and how people are struggling, how, you know, every person in the country that has a government paying job is suffering. And, you know, I was just like, my freaking heart was broken about how these people are you know, like they can't live, like people are getting evicted from their right. homes because they can't pay their rent. And, you know, I was just like so sad that something something so childish is how how big it's affecting our country and that it's because of this stupid person who, for some reason, our country decided to put in office. And so I was like, you know what? That meme is pretty fitting. <laughs> People should be slapped <laughs> because it's your fault he's in office. <laughs> so I shared that. And then, of course, this the same person who, who I no. said has to comment on everything that she disagrees with, um, she commented thanks or something like that. And at first I was like, why is she saying thanks? I was a little like confused. And then I was like, oh, okay, she's being sarcastic because I said if you voted for Trump, slap yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, thanks. And I just liked it. That was my way of saying, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've left I've left posting about... I don't post anything about him. For I mean, it's a conversation I don't want to have. I, I have my thoughts about him. I have my, you know... I have my thoughts about that wall and... I'm I'm mad at the government about the wall. I it's not I'm not even just mad at him. That shutdown, I'm mad at both I'm mad at the Republicans and the Democrats over that. I mean, get over yourselves. Mm -hmm. All the people who make the decisions to shut the government down, none of them were not hungry. That's what I thought too, because I was like, I know I mean I'm not really into politics. I didn't really pay attention in social studies. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm kind of you know, not well educated on this topic, but I, what I do know is that the 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 president doesn't make the final decision. Like it's not like what the president says goes, and right. that's it, and no. that's all. I know that there's a team of people behind him called the House of Representatives, and he says something, he proposes something, and it has to go through them, and then together they decide, okay, yeah, we'll let this happen. And I'm just like, how did they let this happen? Why? Like he's the big dummy that said it, but he wasn't. He wasn't alone. Right. So basically, you have him with his agenda with the wall and the Republicans that are backing him and the Democrats who are against it, who are just flat out against it, who weren't willing to budge. And on both sides, neither was willing to budge. Mm. And so the bright idea was, well, then screw it. We'll just shut the government down because we can't agree. I remember the government had gotten shut down one time when Obama was in office. Why? What was the reason then? Um, and it didn't last long. Well, but. <laughs> we'll 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 we'll, re, we'll 
we'll sidebar that one because okay. that'll take forever. <laughs> we'll sidebar that one. But I mean, this one went longer because of the personality of the man in charge is what I'll say. Okay. We have a, a we have a, a guy who's not really into compromise. Right. That's in charge. And that plays into why it went as long as it did this time. But we'll table that. Um, one last question and then your final thoughts because we're running out of time here. Um, what do you believe the Bible says about the problem with racism? Or do you believe that, I mean, you don't, I'm not asking you for like a, a, a verse. Like what do you, yes. No, not a verse. What do you believe the Bible says about racism or the, the issue of racism? Um, <clears throat> well, I don't know what it would say exactly. Like, as like using racism as the word, but I I know that God loves everybody, that, you know, that he says that we should love our neighbor and whether that be our neighbor is black, white, Mexican, or an alien, <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I know that God, God spoke love and not hate and racism is hate. I, I'm, I'm, I have a smirk because that, that answer is the answer that keeps coming for that. I mean, because that is exactly what God says about racism. Oh, okay. That, that, I mean, <laughs> really? I mean, you just didn't, you you paraphrased the verse. You just don't know what verse it is and you didn't quote it verbatim. But so then, so yeah, that's what God says. If if we're loving our, loving our neighbor as ourselves, we can't be racist because mm. we're loving people. So I like that. Um, that being said, do you have any final thoughts? Mm, no, I think that, I don't know. I, I like doing this and getting to have this conversation with you. And, um, I'm curious to see what people's thoughts are about our conversation. And, yeah. Okay. Well, so, um, my, uh, my final thoughts are, I, uh, I put the, the, Email address Anthony's Godly Guidance at gmail.com. Uh, no, no apostrophe in there. Uh, as a way for you to give feedback to, to for any of these shows or any of the podcasts for that matter. Um, and if you would go onto iTunes and give a rate and comment there or on Google Play, I believe as well, that that helps with this. So, but yes, please respond. I've gotten. A few responses, but nothing, not a real big response where people were like, oh, my God, I hate you or, <laughs> oh, I love you. You know, so it's not like that. So please respond. I mean, I've given you the email. You can rate it on iTunes or Google Play. Um, let us let me know how you uh, how you feel about it. Or you can go to the Facebook page, Anthony's Godly Guidance, and leave us something on there. There's multiple ways to get back on this. So anyway. Excuse me. Anyway, please respond. Uh, give your feedback. Um, come back next week uh, where I believe, unless there might be, I'm I'm praying about one more interview. We'll see where, where where if that happens. But if not, next week will be the wrap up of the series. Come back to hear the thoughts. Uh, we could tie it up. And uh, thank you for being with us to this point. Love y'all. God bless.